Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Turner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Monday Morning Quarterback with Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Turner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, one of this Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb. Towards the end zone, touchdown. All right, let's bring him in. Good morning, Mr. Sterner. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Buddy, we're great. We're great. Uh, excited about uh, a wild weekend in the NFL. Very, very strange outcomes in a couple of games. And uh, getting ready for the holidays this week. you got to be pretty excited. you got a got a good holiday plan for you and the fam? Yeah, look, man, this time of year is always good for me because during football season, at least the last, I don't know, three or four years, man, I'm – I'm literally seven days a week during the during the football season. So outside of the Hogs by and the uh, Texans by, those are pretty much the only days I unless I take off, obviously, or unless it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. So usually this time of year, especially when the Texans stink, um, you know, I could take a couple of days off, man. So yeah, we got obviously got Christmas Eve off, and then my birthday's next week, so I took a couple of days off there, and then New Year's Eve, and so heck yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked. I've uh, I got a little downtime here. So it's going to be well, fun. The, yeah, well, this will be the last quiet Christmas you get for a long time, my friend. So enjoy it because uh, <laughs> things will get ramped up a little bit next year, my friend, and it's going to get a lot more expensive here real soon as well. So yeah, enjoy it while I you hear, can. Man. Yep, that's what I hear. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, I'll keep everybody posted. I'm sure I'll, I'll lean on. I'll lean on the fathers in my life, my buddies that have, have little, particularly girls. Um, I will uh, definitely lean on on those guys for sure. No doubt. Well, we had a wild day in the NFL yesterday. A lot of outcomes that were certainly not anticipated. Detroit knocks off Arizona. The Saints not only beat Tampa Bay, but blanked them. And uh, a couple of other games, I guess the Dolphins are on a run here right now. It's been uh, kind of interesting. We were just kind of going through the scenarios for the playoffs, Clint. It's a pretty wide open race here to the finish with a few teams that have obviously established themselves, you know, like Green Bay clinched their division yesterday. But there are uh, a lot of races that are wide open as far as wild card and even in some divisional races. Yeah, yeah, that's what's crazy. We were talking this last night was, I mean, whether you're talking about the 10-plus win teams that are at the top and, and, and that battle going on or, or uh, you're talking about the, the wild card spots in both the AFC and the NFC, man, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a race down to the finish. I mean, you know, some things will obviously clear up down here, you know, down in the next month, but uh, it's, it's tight on both ends, which makes for great football for all of us as fans, but um, yeah, I think the craziest thing, man, or not, not crazy, I guess it's just unfortunate, is um, I'm not surprised that Detroit beat Arizona, um, given that there was no DeAndre Hopkins, given uh, you know that they've had some injury issues at some very key positions outside of DeAndre Hopkins throughout the season. And I think Dan Campbell, is, it's just a matter of time before he has those guys back competitive again uh, in Detroit. I'm a big fan. I played with him in Dallas, uh, crossed paths with him in uh, in, in uh, uh, Miami a bit. And so, I, look, I, I'm a big fan of his. I think he is going to end up doing great, especially if he can get through these first couple of, couple of rough years of rebuilding Detroit. Um, but but the the unfor- most unfortunate thing, I think, in football, and, and for us as well, because I was looking forward to seeing it, was 
the DeAndre Hopkins injury that I spoke of. I mean, the, 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 one of the most, one, I mean, fascinating stories in all of football is um, Cliff Kingsbury and with his air raid background. I know he's he, I know he's added some quarterback run and some he's added some dynamics to his air raid background in the NFL. But you know, the the steel, the the roots of the air raid is where he came from. And he gets a shot in the league. So whether the, the air raid would ever work in the league or not to a championship level, I think was 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 very fascinating. And then he gets married to arguably the most successful air raid quarterback in high school and college uh, held that that's ever been in Kyler Murray, at least the, the winningest. And you know those guys were on a run. And two weeks ago they were ten and two. Justin sitting there going, "Man, we might be the best team in the league." And they dropped two straight. And now we're talking about. Green Bay being the monster, which they were obviously in the conversation, but now they're the ones that have lasted. So um, you're right, man. The race is at the top and the bottom. They're going to be fun down the stretch here. Clint, which is the best Diggs brother today? Huh. That's a good question. Ten interceptions is hard to beat, brother. I mean, that ain't no. There's no question about it. Um, I mean, when when you look at what Dallas is doing, I, I think it's I think it's safe to say that there's several guys contributing on the defensive side of the football, and they'd be 500 if they weren't, to be completely honest with you. If they weren't winning defensively, they'd be 500 in a major disappointment already. Um, so, you know, I, I would say my man in, in Dallas with 10 interceptions, he's been the one that's been healthy. He's been the one that's been contributing all year long. If you look at their, their superstars on the defensive side of the football, outside of the rookie Parsons, you know, the guys have been in and out of the lineup. And so, um, if we're just talking Diggs brothers on the uh, in the NFL right now, then I, I've got to ride with my man in Dallas, with Tim Pitt. He said yesterday Dallas has the best defense in the NFL. You agree? Ooh, I no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not buying that. Um, I, I think they're significantly better than we thought, uh, obviously. But um, you know, I'm, I'm not buying best in the NFL. I, I've got to see a little bit more versus versus some some playoff caliber football teams. And, and, and quite frankly, Wes, you know this, in, in their division, you just don't see that week in, week out, the way that the Arizonas of the world do, the way that um, some other, you know, some of these other, some of these other divisions are just, I think, head over heels better than what's going on in the NFC East. And, and, and through that, it'd be one thing if the Cowboys were just slaying through the entire season, but they're squeaking by. Uh, teams as we go along here, and, and I, I, just, I can't put anything they're doing in best in the league category. But there's no doubt about it, man. Their defense, surprisingly, is, is exceeding expectations in a major way. And, if, look, if they could down the stretch here, if they can continue to be the reason that they're winning and get in the playoffs and play similar football, then we've definitely got to have a conversation about it. Clint, one of the big surprises, again, uh, Saints yesterday, who are, again, I kind of wrote them off, but 7-7 seven and seven now in the playoff mix. As Wes pointed out earlier, they would be in the playoffs if the season were to end today. How do you shut out Tom Brady and that Tampa offense? Well, you can start, you can start with his, all of his weapons getting injured. But, but you know, that, that can be, that can be the, 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 I think, the, where the conversation has to start about that game last night. However, you know, I, I do, I've said it from the jump. I, I, think, that, I think that New Orleans defense is, is one of, if not the best defense in the game. I mean, they've got the ability. Um, to to tr- which this a lot of this a lot of my study, if you will, on on New Orleans is very minimal. But when Bradley Roby got traded from the Texans to the Saints, I started kind of digging through what they were, um, you know, what he would mean to the team, and they were already really good. And and you know, I think they've got two corners that um, they can't lock down everybody, but a good chunk of their a good chunk of their their games, they're going to have two corners that. Don't have to travel man to man. They don't have to play matchup man. They can literally stay on each side and lock down both sides of the field 
uh, in terms of individual route concepts. And so um, I, I think I think New Orleans defense is for real. If we're talking about defenses, we just got to talk about the Cowboys. The, 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 the New Orleans defense, I, I believe, is is real, and I think it's real to the tune of, of of being able to compete in a major major way in the playoffs. Now, unfortunately, Justin, as you know, um, that offense with no quarterback, it's a shame that um, you know that they don't have a, a better quarterback situation, and, and it's really biting. You can say what they want, but Sean Payton's not catching the heat that he should. This whole this whole uh, uh, Taysom Hill project and all that has bit him square in the ass, and, and it's um, it's unfortunate because it's they're not going to win any ball games with that offensively. Hey Clint, let me follow real quick. If if Drew Brees said, "I've had enough TV," and stepped back and played for the Saints next weekend, where could he take them? Oh, I mean, it'd be it'd be huge. I mean, that's that's the only chance you have. I mean, that's I mean, is that a, have you heard that somewhere? Or you just no, a what if? No, I'm just throwing a what if because oh, of the quarterback situation so bad. You got me excited, Chief. Yeah, I mean, I would damn sure throw some money at him, try to get him to come out of come out of retirement. That's for damn sure. I, look, I, I think I think if you put a quarterback in there that that is is just I mean, just effective. I mean, you you don't need you don't need. I mean, hell, before Drew retired, he showed that. You don't have to have the ability to drive the football at 30, 35 yards down the field in the tight windows to win ball games. And, and I don't know. I mean, you may know better, Justin. I know you're a fan, but I mean, I don't think I don't think New Orleans with Drew Brees ever had a defense like this. Um, and and so you, you put those two things together: the, the, the ability to, to control the clock, control the ball, not turn the football over, convert. You know, have long drives, whether you can run the ball or throw the football. Um, you know, I, I I think it would be. I mean, it'd be a long shot. But I think we would definitely be talking uh, the ability to run in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I think statistically speaking, they probably had defenses that were similar. But uh, you know, again, the way they're rushing the passer right now is pretty amazing, and Jordan's playing at a ridiculous level. So I don't know. I mean, you think about how many near misses they had, Clint, over the last few years with you know the the uh, Minneapolis miracle, and then you had the, the play yeah. where they got they got screwed on the uh, on the no call on the pass interference. I mean, so you know they've had a couple of teams that were certainly championship quality even with an aging Drew Brees. But, um, yeah, this defense is certainly as good or better than any they've had, I would think, over the last several years. I want to shift gears, Clint. We talked a lot this last couple of weeks about Sam Pittman moving over to Jimmy Sexton. And um, I saw the news today. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Mark Stoops is getting a new contract with Kentucky. He was set to make $5.5 million this coming season. They're going to put him at $6.75 million. Then to seven, seven two five, all the way up to eight million in twenty twenty seven, and I'm assuming that that contract will either be redone or he won't be there by then. But um, anyway, six point seven five next year. You know, Stoops has obviously done it for a longer period of time, but to me, that's a reasonable or close to a reasonable level for what we should be talking about related to Sam Pittman. Is that does that uh, I guess sort of make sense to you guys? Is that a, is that a reasonable number for him? I, I do. I, look, I think it's. I think it's reasonable. I. I, I think it. I, I think it, as as fans look. I mean, I, I. If you look at Kiffin with seven and a half million, I think, and, and you're saying Stoops is going to start at six and a half and get to eight somewhere in there, six two five and get to eight somewhere in there. I mean, I, I know for you and me and, and and the people listening, I think we look at it and we go, man, this this is so much more than a coach was making three years ago and five years ago. It's all relative, right? I mean. It's it's all it's at the end of the day. I mean, the money that these programs are generating, the the SEC contracts, the do, SEC dollars that they're receiving are going through the roof. So the coaches are going to get paid more. 
along the way. And so I think the right way to do it is exactly what you're talking about, Justin. It's kind of where does your coach fit and who, what guys that, that are he, that he's keeping company with, what are they making? And, and I'm with you, man. I, I think the, the Kiffin, um, Stoops, even though I think Stoops could have made 10-plus going somewhere else, but, but the, nonetheless, you know, the Kiffin, Stoops, let's go Ole Miss, let's go Mississippi State, let's go Kentucky. What those programs are paying their head coaches when they're winning football games, I think it's fair to say that's where, where Arkansas uh, should land. I'll even go further to say that the fact that Sam Pittman, because I buy into, I know coaches say, you know, uh, uh, that this is their, their lifer and this is where they want to retire and all that. I buy into that with Sam Pittman. Um, I think I think Sam Pittman was that way when he was an assistant with Bielema. I think he I think he was in hog heaven here, and, and just left for a better opportunity to to to, to better his family's opportunity to, to be a head coach. I believe he wants to retire here, and he's not an offensive minded coach. He's not a defensive minded coach. He's shown that there's some forward thinking. This isn't an Orgeron situation. There's some forward thinking here of. The way he's handled the tight end position, the way he handled it with uh, what's my man's name, the tight end coach that was that O line coach now, but was the tight end coach. Um, damn it, I can't think of his name. They were up for uh, up for the dang uh, the offensive line. Anyway, the, the current O line coach that stepped in when Brad Davis went to LSU, he, he, Cody he Kennedy. Was, there you go, Cody Kennedy. Cody Kennedy. I mean, that was a beautiful um, execution by Sam Pittman. He brought him in as a tight ends coach, knowing that one day he was going to lose Brad Davis. And he was going to have his O-line, because he knows how important O-line is, he was going to have his O-line coach in waiting. Then he brings in Dow Loggins because he knows, right? I mean, I'm, but these are all great coaches. He's bringing them in because they're great coaches. But ultimately, the forward thinking is, okay, now what if you lose Kendall Browse this year? You lose Kendall Browse next year. Now you've got a guy with former I mean, former uh, NFL uh, play-calling experience as your tight end coach, and he's using that tight end position kind of as a stepping stone or a safety net, if you will, uh, and, and forward thinking, finding these 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 uh, solid quality, high caliber coaches, uh, and having them in place to to not uh, lose a guy, and it set the program back tremendously. So um, at, we all know what he's doing on the field. We all know what he's doing from a recruiting standpoint. But that's just an example of what this guy's doing that I think we probably take for granted. So yeah, I'm good with it, Justin. I know it was a simple question, and I and I got real long winded with it. Imagine that. Um, you know, six to seven million, I'd, I'd be fine with. I mean, that that sounds good to me. Yeah. Hey, Trey Williams was arrested over the weekend for DUI. Then he opts out of the bowl yeah. game to get you know uh, things in check. Take me inside the locker room. What's this mean? Well, I, I tell you, it's, I mean, it, it means you lose one of the the best players at, at a, uh, an already. Um, I think thin position. If you talk about the caliber player that that Trey Williams is, I, I really think he, he is a Sunday guy in terms of making a roster. I'm not saying he's going to go up there and, and set and, and, and compete with T.J. Watt for sack records, but um, you know he's a guy that's going to make a roster somewhere. He's going to be depth in the NFL, which which tells you he's a pretty damn good college player. And, and if you look at Arkansas, then you've got a you've got a, a thin position in terms of that top end talent, guys that can at any moment change the game. And and so. Uh, there's going to be a void there, obviously, and and there's there's an opportunity there for some of the guys to step up. Here's what's beautiful about the D line situation at Arkansas. Yeah, you're going to lose you're going to lose some some front line starters that were absolute difference makers, no question about it. But the the truth is is that the guys that were supposed to start this year at a position that 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 Arkansas has a tough time creating depth and creating high end talent, and quite frankly, filling out three or four guys. 
depending on what scheme you're playing, that can compete at this at this level. Now the guys that are filling the shoes of Ridgeway and Williams and all you know, these guys leaving, they're one year more mature. And so I think that that COVID year, um, you know, it, it, I hate to say it because obviously it's a negative and none of us wanted to experience it, but Arkansas's program is going to benefit uh, big from it in, in terms of their depth being more mature. And that's a major issue at, at, at Arkansas and a lot of colleges. Uh, but their depth is gonna is gonna uh, it should it should benefit greatly from the, the added year that everybody's received. Clint, we got to run. Happy uh, Happy Christmas. How about ha- Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all that. We'll we'll talk to you before the New Year. We'll get into the Arkansas bowl game a little more deeply next week. Break down the matchup of Penn State and some of the other cool games, including the semifinals. But uh, enjoy your Christmas, my friend, and we appreciate you very much. And Motorsports Authority, we appreciate them also for sponsoring your segment. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, brother. Y'all be good. Go home.